Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Today is May 18th, 2017. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight, so I thank you for being here with us. For Mike and the Mike with the host Mike Albright, who is the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's currently met 468 Survivor alumni. And tonight he has someone who's been on Survivor not once, but twice. From Survivor Fiji and Micronesia, a player everyone respects, Mr. Yao Man. Chant will be here tonight as Mike recaps the incredible episode we all watched last night. And as always, you're invited to call in and join the conversation with Mike and Yao Man. If you have questions, comments, or an opinion you'd like to share, just call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key so we know you're ready to join us on air. Now I'm a I'm going to play a little intro, and we'll be right back with Mike on the mic. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor.
super fan, Mike. Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm gearing up for uh, the Survivor finale next week. I'm waiting to hear if I got to have tickets or not. I'm not 100% sure. Some people have heard, some haven't, and I don't want to press my luck there just yet, but I'm really excited, and it's the first finale that the, my beautiful fiance Isabel will be at, so it's going to be an amazing experience, and whatever we do, we'll still have a great time if we're in the studio or not, just you know, hanging around, uh, reconnecting with all 20 people from Game Changers and various other survivors that are there. So I'm I'm excited and uh, what an amazing one hour episode we had last night. It was just a, it was great. Oh, I'm gonna be keeping my fingers crossed and keep my keep you guys in my prayers. I'm sorry, my voice is gone tonight, so it's really hard for me to speak. But I am certainly gonna keep my fingers crossed that. You and Isabel get into the studio for her very first Survivor finale. I can't imagine how exciting that must be for her. I mean, you, you're an old pro at it. You've been there many, many times, but it has to be so exciting for her. And mm-hmm. so I really hope you guys do make it in. I hope so. And the the system kind of changed its process around this time. There was a, a, an org- a, a web page I go to. Uh, they're restructuring it, so there was a whole new system to do. So there were people confused, and there were some technical issues with people not getting emails. Uh, I got my initial email and did what I was supposed to do, so I'm just kind of waiting with bated breath to find out because it's, fu- it's fun to meet the cast. And if you go out, what I never knew before I went out to the finale was you can meet the whole cast without going to the actual show taping. So I should have been going out a long time ago before China, and I would have met – you know, that's the reason The reason why I've been able to meet so many cast members is not only doing charity events very early, but going to so many finales in a row, and it's all of them in a row from Samoa forward, so season 19 to 34. And uh, that's, that's, that's the way I separated from the other fans, was just the consistency. I'm kind of like Cal Ripken Jr. when it comes to going out to party with the survivors. I kind of started late. But uh, my streak's going strong, and I hope I never have to not go. So it's something I'm looking forward to. Consistency works, and you've got Survivor in your blood now, and I hope you never, you know, not have not get to go too because this is something that's truly in your heart, in your life. You know, it's part of your life now. Mm-hmm. For sure is, and a, a couple of times, even uh, Ozzy's one of the people on this season, and there was a time where I got to know the staff so well that I could see them frantically looking around for certain cast members the morning before they were heading over to the studio, and uh, one of them was Ozzy on South Pacific, and this certain staff member was looking around the lobby frantically, and I'm like, hey, and I said her name, and I'm like, uh, yeah, we haven't seen Ozzy yet this morning, so you may want to go check on his room and she's like you could tell she was flustered and dealing with the fans and the cast and everything she's like hey mike thanks for your for helping out so i guess my dream job would be to be a producer or handler on the show but we'll see if that ever happens well that's after you play the game once at least well, we'll see there's right. uh i put my hat in the ring and i got to you know readjust my hat and 
tighten it up a little bit and you know maybe make my hat a little bit of a different color I don't know I just I I, I presented myself and I'm getting kind of coached on that from some of the past players on maybe how to tweak and change up a little what I'm doing I want to be myself but maybe present myself in a new way to to the people at SCG so we'll see I know you'd make a great handler. Oh, I'm now used you're, to... you're so trustworthy, and you have such a level head, and you work with everybody so well. Mm-hmm. Yep, so maybe I'll apply for that handler. with Mark Burnett and not apply for the show. Who knows? Uh, I do that with Bob's event, and it'd be, it'd be a dream job. Travel the world and just help work on this show I love. So if anyone from SCG is eavesdropping on this or CBS, uh, you got my information, so, you know, get a hold of us. Uh, I hope uh, – I don't know if our guest is in the queue yet. I know they said they were able to do it, and they said they would do it, so I don't know if they're uh, hanging around yet. Have you heard anyone on the switchboard? or Not yet. Okay. Well, they might pop at any time. It was, uh, you know, Yao Man said for sure, and I thought a good, good connection. I wanted to touch base with him while he was, if he makes it on, would be to talk about he went to Fiji. This is the third season that shot in Fiji, and when, when he was there, I don't know if, I think they're in a slightly different location possibly, but, you know, it looked like a really rough location. Some of the challenges they were dealing with a civil war. It was one of the seasons that was about to not air, so now they've gone back twice and Probst seems to love the location better than almost anywhere. I know that I, Cambodia was just a consensus that the place was pretty pretty rough and intense, so I, I doubt they go back to Cambodia, but Fiji, if their politics stay pretty constant, it seems like a place the show could go back to, and if they establish you know, good infrastructure, which they do everywhere they go, you know, maybe it'll just be further uh, renditions in Fiji, or they bounce around a few locations in a rotation. Whatever keeps production costs down so the show we both love and all of our listeners love can stay on the air for as long as possible. That would be, you know, the ultimate goal. Fiji was beautiful, but, you know, every place they go to is beautiful. You know, it has glorious settings in some way. They all have their own beautiful settings and backgrounds and they're so well suited in, in picking those prime locations for the backdrops of Survivor. Yeah, and even with the locations that have had some uh some challenge, you know, like Africa didn't have very good water yeah, in Africa. Kenya. Yeah. So they go to Gabon where there's more water. You know, they do that. It's the Amazon, they haven't been back to, but they went to the highlands in Brazil just because the Amazon, there was a little too much, you know, intense. I remember they were talking about there were certain fish that if you peed in the water, they'd, like, you know, crawl into your urethra. And I'm like, wow, that seems pretty pretty intense and crazy. So and that, yeah. and I would think that maybe Guatemala, it seems like it was a very intense location on a, on a you know, actual monument i don't think they'll go back there but everywhere else i think they could go to and you know china would be great to go back to all the islands they've been to i still will pitch back to borneo all the basics 
I think that would be cool. And there's a lot of islands and places they haven't been. Like, I don't know if production costs are bad, but India, Indonesia, you know, Malaysia besides Borneo, there's a lot of possible options. And I think it'd be neat. They'll never go to Antarctica, but there's one continent they could go to that they haven't. Find somewhere cheap in Europe that's out of the way. So there could be a season in Europe. So I, I think it would be neat if they all make it there. Um, but we'll see. The show has got some longevity, and who knows where they go next. Uh, I would have never thought they would have gone to China, and they, they did. So that they could go back. Um, let's recap. And if we don't have Mr. Chan stop by, that that's fine. Um, Teddy would. We'll see. Um, the previously on Survivor. They, uh, I liked how everyone picked up on, and I'm pretty sure Will had talked about this last week, the uh, Sarah's reaction to the last vote, how she sold to Sierra. She got her legacy advantage, and she really played up the uh, fact that trying to say the try to trick that Brad was the one that voted for her versus her, and I thought how attuned were Aubrey and Suri and Andrea, these women – you know, game changers, and I think a lot of the history of the show, some of the best female players haven't been lauded as well or applauded as well as some of the guys, especially by Jeff. But the women this season are just, you know, kicking butt and taking names. So it's, it was, I was, did you expect all three of them to be that hypersensitive like Will picked up on where the reaction to, um, what Sarah did when Sierra got voted out, the whole acting she did. Were you expecting that or? I wasn't expecting it, but it, it was amazing when they did. I, you know, women have that intuition and a lot of women know when to, when to trust their women's intuition. Mm -hmm. And if you know when to trust it, it's golden. Yeah. And I think those three did. Do you think they were more attuned to it because a woman did it to a woman? Do you think there was like some hyper level of women's intuition because it all involved this woman doing this to this woman and all these other women were aware? If this had been like a guy doing something to a lady – or do you think it was two guys? Do you think they would have been as receptive? I'm just trying to get into the feminine mind of, you know, I don't, I have male intuition, which isn't very good. So I don't, what do you think? I think or it may very think? well have been because it was a woman. Mm-hmm. I think they may have seen through it a little clear, more clearly because it was a woman. Because Will picked it up as, uh, you know, was aware of it, but maybe the reaction to it, because I think it might be how men and women socialize differently, not better or worse, just, just differently. There's, a, you know, many guys, I could have an issue with a guy, and we could maybe even have a fist fight, and then within an hour or two, we could be, you know, sharing drinks or having dinner or laughing about it, but I think sometimes not all the time by any means um sometimes i i just have heard women in my life talk about somebody that really agitated them from a while ago that they're still harboring extreme animosity so maybe it's women's tuition coupled with you know 
Yeah, women can, can hold on to that shit forever. Yeah. <laughs> women that's, can hold a grudge forever. I'll let a woman forever. say that, not me, but that's, I agree <laughs> with you, lady. So. <laughs> women can hold that shit forever. So, <laughs> so they were very responsive to that, and I, I you know, I, I felt bad for Brad because he's not really had an opportunity to, and he may not get to until he gets to the final three, just to explain, like, hey, you know, I don't know why my reaction wasn't what you thought it would be, but I didn't vote for you the night you went home, and I know that Sarah did. Then she took your legacy advantage, so I hope Brad would have some leverage. I don't know, but the hard part is, you know, there's no – you know, these aren't uh, there's no carbon paper. So if you vote for somebody, there's no there's no real way to prove what you did and what you didn't do. So at any point, you could say, "Well, yeah, I didn't vote for you," and it's all about your intuition and trust. And that's what makes the show so great. There's no like you can't like steal the other vote underneath and be like, "Hey, look, see, this is what I." I wonder if you could do that. That'd be interesting if you could. Take a vote and take it back to camp and be show the like indentation, like, hey, I swear I voted for you, see? Because I made a mark on the edge of my vote to this piece of parchment, so you know that's my vote. But then you could totally lie and just mix it up or do, I don't know, there's all kinds of weird variances. And we'll talk more at the end of the episode. There's so many mathematical scenarios going in the final six that it's making my I, head hurt, just the things that could I happen. I know, I know. I think the one thing that could be done is, you know, they all, oftentimes, they will make, like, a little smiley face or a little comment Mm -hmm. or something, and people notice that throughout the season, who's, you know, doing what, and they learn their penmanship, their, what their writing looks like, Mm -hmm. and so when, when, you know, their parchment's pulled out, they know who wrote that, you know, because they get to know whose writing looks like what, you know? So I think by this time in the game, they kind of know whose writing is on the parchment. Mm-hmm. Unless people are just trying to, you know, change up their writing to not show who they're voting for. That's something, if I ever got out there, I would, I think I'd tell production, I would, like, alternate between my left and right hand and intentionally try to do things to make my vote look the same or different. Or if I see somebody's making a smiley face, I'm a pretty visual person. I would try to, you know, emulate exactly what they did on their vote. If, you know, somebody's always putting a smiley face, you know, put a smiley face. I think Coach, didn't Coach, on one of his seasons, his first season or his other season, do something to his parchment so... People knew it was his vote. I can't remember which one or what exactly he did, but my brain was like, hey, there's something with Coach's vote. So it's something that's historically historically happened. So that's yeah, something. Yeah, a lot of people will do that, and I think it's a bad move to make to put something on your, your vote that tells people that's your vote. You know, that's, you know, that's you because it gets you in trouble when you get down to this, you know, point of the game. If you don't want somebody to know who you're voting for, your cover is blown because now they know, you know, what your writing looks like. They know what your symbol is, whatever. 
you never want to give that away. I would always change up my writing and never let anybody know exactly, you know, what my writing looks like if I was on the game. You've got to do that. You always need to mix it up. And if you, uh, if anyone gives you anything in the game, I don't know what else Siri was doing from the time she got that. They did a pretty quick cut to tribal council, so I don't know the time frame between when she was given Sarah's uh, advantage she got at the challenge when she swam over to Michaela. But I was just, for one of the sharpest, smartest, best at puzzles, great at social dynamics, um, I couldn't believe what happened in the second half of the episode. So I guess I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I was just, I was just shocked with Suri and you know how the second tribal council transpired. I I would I need a play by play for some of this. Um, I have I have my guess on how that happens. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get to yeah. it. Well, let's go more uh, chronologically. So they get back. They they're discussing what happened. Um, the girls are aware. Then they go to the next day. Um, so Sarah's talking about how she did it and what she was going on and how she could only use it at Final 13 or Final 6. And she was talking about all this stuff there. Um, and I liked I, I I put a star by. She's saying, you know, game changers, you got to shoot for the stars. And, you know, Andrea's got to go. And then right after, that'd be Brad. So we already, you know, Brad's going to be a target. He's been a target. He's he's the alpha male, you know, a little bit ahead of Troy's in and challenges. So, you know, that Sarah pretty put put her targets out there. Um, the immunity challenge I found to be a bit of a variance to what we've seen before. Uh, the similar kind of challenge, but the whole balancing with the other rope, I guess that was, they mentioned Cochran had done that in, in Karamoan, and that was when they added a little variance um, where he had the... It took uh, him a lot longer, though. Yeah, I made a joking tweet um, about about that to, to, to Aubrey that, you know, she was in six minutes, almost, what, 200... Uh, that'd be a hundred percent, two hundred percent faster. If he did it in seventeen minutes and she did it in six minutes, that's three hundred percent faster. I should know my my numbers better. I'm more of a letter man, but uh, yeah, <laughs> six minutes to do that challenge, and she had to even redesign her strategy. I think that challenge would be hard enough stacking the blocks when it's just ten feet. You oh, know, and the wind feet, was that. blowing like crazy at the end. Yeah, the wind's blowing. Uh, everything's going on. There's some really good pe- challenge competitors. I think, you know, no one at this point's a real dud in the challenges if they're not too physical. Even, you know, Sri was battling. And so many people, you know, got close. Michaela had a – she was she had a nice stack and hers fell. Um, a number of times. Yeah, Andrea had a couple really good stacks. I think she's done the challenge, I believe. Yeah, she would have been against Cochran, I believe, in that one challenge. But Aubrey pulls through, and I, I liked her joke. I'm pretty sure she's affiliated with uh, someone else, but she's like, yeah, Co- uh, Cochran's my boyfriend. So I don't know if anyone's let out <laughs> that he was the uh, uh, Exile Island super bonus on the boat. Exile boat is what I'll call it, where Debbie got – to hear the sage wisdom of Johnny Cochran, but you know Aubrey's got immunity and she's safe, and I'm pretty, I'm kind of curious 
if Aubrey hadn't have immunity, you think they would have targeted uh, Brad or Troyzan, or you think you think Aubrey was in danger, or that was a uh, ideal time for her? You think she possibly would have been safe? What's your do you have any idea with with that? I don't know if they would have targeted her yet. I really don't. Okay. I don't see what kind of threat she's been yet, you know. And I think I they're think trying to get sleeper. out the threats right now. And I think she's a threat and she's threatening. Her her Suri and Ty went the deepest, so I'm I'm uh I'm surprised going into the final six, um, that they all three are there. Maybe they see each other as more of a uh, someone they want to go with. You know, if I knew somebody was a finalist like Aubrey that all the fans thought should have won, or Ty, uh, who was in the same finals, who got no votes. So I could see taking Ty, but he's been playing a hell of a lot better. And then you have Suri, who... You know, we go final three, final three, final three, and then they go back to a final two in Micronesia. I, you know, Yaoman didn't get a chance to be on that jury, but I think if Suri is in a final three with Parvary and Amanda, Suri would have already won this game. This is my my perspective on it. But, so I was... I I didn't think they'd all three be sitting where they were. So they go. Uh, a weird thing. We went to tribal council only 18 minutes into the show, and that would happen when there's a double vote. But right before tribal, I thought it was an interesting thing where, you know, Aubrey's talking around and trying to figure out, you know, what Brad's up to, and Michaela just goes tells Brad to go fish like. <laughs> I, I thought that was just it was even a hashtag he's, she's like just go fish and he's like are you trying to blackmail me Or and he's like I'm not going to kowtow to any diva's demands I'm like there's such tension brewing there and it, it also was at the end of the episode with you know there's new tribal council rules where people can talk and strategize at tribal council but if you're going to if you don't do that before you get there I think anyone can listen to anyone so the reaction of the second vote to people standing up near them, I thought was the funniest thing ever because if you can't make your deals before tribal council, everyone should be privy to what you're talking about at tribal council. So I know she's one of your favorite players, but I thought Michaela's reaction on the second ep- second vote was you know, highly interesting. Yeah, it was... Uh... When it's always interesting when they start having their their meltdowns and, and it turns into the big whisper fest at tribal. I mean yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting. I thought it was funny when um Aubrey won the immunity challenge and she ran to Jeff and almost knocked Jeff down to yeah. get the and then when Michaela went out to tell him to go fish, when he said that to her, she looked at him like, 
you're not doing what I tell, what I'm asking you to do. She had the funniest look on your face, like you're not what, you're not buying what I'm selling. You know, <laughs> I don't think she was yeah, expecting I don't know him to. got away with that in last season, but with a bunch of veterans, <laughs> like if somebody told me to go fish, I'd say go something else to you that starts with the same letter as fish, like. like <laughs> I'm not, I'll go fish if I want to go fish. Like, you know, even some of the best fishermen of the show's history, when certain things happen strategically and socially, Hatch refused to fish. Um, I think Ozzy got mad one time and wasn't going to feed people. So the, the audacity of some of these players to be like, I'm in such control and I don't want you to look for an idol, so I'm going to tell you to go fish. What if the idol was out in the water? Hey, why don't you go fish? For an idol, so I just uh, I like Michaela. I like her a lot better. I've I've met her. I've talked to her. I've talked to her family. She's awesome. We've texted. Like I adore her. She's a great person. But in the game, um, we'd be like oil and water. I think. I think she's just she's too she's too boisterous to me. Um, she's too competitive. I still and she's think she's smart. learning. Yeah, she's still learning. A third time out there. She could do some serious, serious damage. She might be completely different on her third time out and surprise everyone. That that could be the case, but I think this game when you're when you're broken down and you're not with the amenities, you're it's hot, it's humid. I think your true character comes out and I don't think she's a bad person. I just think I just think she's really competitive and on that second the second immunity challenge I thought you know, people get tired of Jeff critiquing the the cast during the challenge. He's been doing that more and more through the history of the show. But he's like, "Yeah, kicking the kicking that sure not going to help you." And I was just like, "Oh, when she was... she had she almost had that puzzle. She was the first one to get off of her platform in the ocean. She you know she got her key first, jumped off the platform." And she had her puzzle all mixed up at first. And I didn't think she was even going to have a chance. And I even told my husband, I was like, oh, Michaela's puzzle is really bad. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I look you know, over and, and she's got her puzzle almost done and it, it looked good. And yeah, I was she, like, oh, my really gosh, you know, she, she yeah, might was... have a chance. And... and I, I... Then she called Jeff over to check it, and it had to be one small little thing because it, it did look like it was complete. There was, like, one small little thing that was off with it. I think the star and ends when he or said the compass it, ends were flipped, yeah. He said when it wasn't right. I was like, poor girl. I yeah, knew she I thought she had it right, and it did look good. You know, yeah, it looked really, really close, but it was a little, it was a little off for when they've done that compassing. They do that shading with the like the black and the, the black and the white. So I'm right. like, that looks a little off. It wasn't as bad as uh, what back on Worlds Apart where, where Dan asked, he's like, he yelled for Jeff twice, and they were both like, all jet, all jacked up. Like, off. It wasn't yeah. that bad. But right. it was similar. And then. When um oh gosh now I can't say his name um Brad did win I thought his reaction was a little uncalled for 
Yeah, you know who it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, Troy Zan on his season on yeah, One World. You were so <laughs> agitated because you're being targeted that he, I think he pulled a Troy Zan in front of Troy Zan. Like, he did oh, pull Troy Zan in front of Troy Zan. Like, and Troy Zan was probably he like. He has to choose somebody else now. Oh, geez, they could pick me. And I, he's doing me, he's stealing my act. <laughs> Oh but yeah, gosh. I thought that was a little over the top. And Brad, I thought's been pretty composed, even when Debbie's, you know, screaming at him. I thought I thought he's done a pretty, pretty good job. But yeah, that was the. But if your back's against the wall and you pull out immunity, I've played in some online games which are nothing like the real game. But I know when you're you're being targeted and you're going to go home, or not home. It's an online game, so we're already at our house. But if I was out there on the island, I know what it feels like to have that target on your back and six or seven people ready to kill you and you pull out immunity and they can't and they have to deal with you and listen to you and what you want to do. So I know my own character, and if I was out there, I think I'd have a a Culpepper-like moment. And I'd probably act like Michaela, too, if my team didn't do well. I'd probably kick something, kick somebody, like – Dang it, man, you messed up the challenge. We have to go to Tribal. I, I think I'm just such a transparent person. I'm pretty sure I would act in some kind of foolish way. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm almost you know, You're out sick. there for so many days, and, you know, you feel like your life's dependent on it. It has to be so frustrating. It has to be almost impossible to hold those feelings in. Yeah, it takes a lot of character, those that can. And almost everyone by day, days in the 30s have, you know, really broken down and been like, no, no, no. So, yeah. Um, the, the the tribal council, uh, there's a little chatter before there. I just want to make sure I don't miss any good quotes I noted. Um, you know, three that uh, Andrea mentioned there was no real scrambling, so that was true. We didn't see it, and then they said there wasn't much scrambling, so I think people just kind of knew what they were going to do. Um, you know, Troy Zan's making his pitch because no one's really wanting to work with him. You know, you know, I'm on the bottom, people on the bottom are the most loyal. Um, Brad's like, he's no one's really talking to him, and he's he's voted it for Andrea twice. I'm like, yeah, um. Aubrey said she felt more solid after they left. Um, you know, Sarah's like the you know, game changers, and this this sucks. Um, and people say there's underestimating people. I think Aubrey was trying to throw Sarah under the bus, but she wasn't doing a very good job of it, letting people know why she was doing it or what she was saying. I think she still didn't want to alienate Sarah too early with how how much she was politicking. But I think, especially with what happened with Aubrey. Well, Aubrey was safe that vote, so maybe she was worried if another vote she wasn't safe. I think that's why she didn't really call it out. But I think at Final Six Tribal, barring if Aubrey has anything to protect her, she may just be like, you know, Sarah is a huge target. She's got this advantage, so we can't get her now, but we should really target her next time because this is the kind of stuff she's already been doing in the game, and she's trying to trick people like Sierra. But she voted with us, and then she acted like that and still took her advantage. So I was surprised Aubrey Aubrey didn't. And then Brad's 11th hour plea 
you know, right before the vote happened, you know, trying to say, you know, we should do, you don't wait to final five to do something we could do at final seven. So I thought, I, I liked how he was, you know, working it, trying to, to save it. But in the end, uh, I had my notes down wrong. Uh, I think I that had my notes a, wrong. That was a WWMD moment. Yeah. That was a what would Monica do moment. Yeah. And that's exactly what she said in her season. What he, you know, something like that. So he's making a pitch like, you know, you need to do something. I'm going to log in real quick to make sure the vote. I had down 7 to 1 originally, then I went back and rewatched, so I think it was 6 to 2. Let me I don't want to Okay, yeah, it was 6 to 2. My my notes on the rewatch were correct. But we have Aubrey going Brad and Andrea going Brad and everyone else going Andrea. So maybe that's why Aubrey didn't put it put it out there that everyone was going, you know, they went for Brad and everyone else went for Andrea, so Aubrey might know you know, what's going on. So I just found that interesting. And from listening to Andrea's own podcast, which was on last night, she was talking about, you know, Dalton, Dalton Ross from Entertainment Weekly was saying this was like Goldilocks scenario. You know, she started too slow, then she played, she was too slow in Redemption Island. She was too hard and fast in Caramoan. And for most of the season, he was saying she was playing what he called just right or the Goldilocks position, you know. So I thought I would agree with Dalton that I thought Andrea of her three games, this was definitely the best. Would you agree with Dalton and Andrea's podcast that this was Andrea's best showing? I think so. Yeah, I think she – I think she just did this best ever. And then she was talking on there. I made some other notes, which for those listening to like statistics, there's only seven people that have played a hundred days or more. And among them is Andrea. And she has the most. Barbity. Huh? Barbity, uh, Ozzy, Rupert, Boston, Rob, and, uh, two other people. San, uh, Probably Sandra. Sandra. She's probably really close. And maybe like one other player. And the more interesting thing is all, uh, Andrea has had the most votes cast against her than anyone that's ever played the game. So that's... Wow. That's pretty good. I was like, I don't know who the second. I forget. I didn't write that down. But she's had 36 votes against her in her three seasons. Someone else had 34. I think Brian Corridan rattled out those those numbers. So that's pretty good to play 100 days and have 30 some 36 votes against you, and uh, you know to constantly be a threat and to to get to day 30 was it day 35 this time around? So I thought you know kudos to her. In her original season, she battled three dudes on the original Redemption Island and beat them yeah, all. Yeah, she was, she was good. So I was surprised when uh, some of the people online have been just, you know, talking a little smack about Andrea. I'm like, you know, what are you, what are you talking about? Like she's, 
done a she's done well in all of her seasons. She's gone deep in all of her seasons. Uh, what is she? She's the final five goddess. Now she's final eight, which isn't as good. And in Karamoan, let me do a quick check how far she went in Karamoan. Even the super fanatical maniac fans need to check stats every now and again. But, uh, yeah, Andrea went to day 33 last time. So she was right, you know, right in the mix yet again. So I think she played well. She's no slouch. She's not. And uh, the next immunity challenge was a puzzle we talked about. Fun challenge. I I think even though I, I really care about Suri, it's, I'm a little tired of the ulcery, you can do it, yay, like, yes, jump off this thing, like, I was getting, I thought it was a little, a little played out this time, I don't, did you have any reaction to Jeff, like, encouraging her to jump off a pole, like, that's not really that difficult, I know I she know. had to go down extra time, because she got her bucket stuck, but I was like, I love Suri, but, you know, do we need to have this going on? I know. It does seem like, you know, Jeff is always like a cheerleader for her because she she doesn't do well at challenges. That's just a fact. And she struggles with the challenges. And, you know, even right before the challenge started, she said, oh, Lord, why do I keep doing, you know, doing this to myself or why do I keep put, putting myself through this or something like that? And she really doesn't like the challenges and she's very good at everything else. You know, exceptionally good at everything else on Survivor. But the challenges it's just not her thing. Everything else she exceeds at exceptionally well though and that's what's gotten her so far in every game of Survivor she's played and it may take her, you know, to a win this season. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out because of all the variations that are out I there right now. I think her, with her resume and if she gets to the final three, um, I think it'd be hard-pressed. I'd be curious what scenario. Like, if it was Suri versus Sarah versus somebody else, I think that could be a pretty pretty tight vote. Um I think somebody like Troy Zan or has to go on immunity run. Brad probably has to. Ty even has played a lot better, but he'd have to use his idols and do different things to get where he is. So I think the women have the best and story. And he doesn't speak well. Yeah, he's can't he can't. That's why he's never wanted to do our show. He, I think he 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 likes me, and he I just don't think he likes to talk like that where people can analyze what he's saying. So it's he hard doesn't, for him to, he's not a great public speaker as far as standing up there and explaining why he should win. Yeah. You know, I I wish I could work with him and, and say, come on, dude, let's let's work on this because you need to win Survivor. You know, you he needs to go to like some public speaking classes or something and and learn how to get up in front of people and plead his case because. Without that, he's never going to win. 
Yeah, and there's been other international people from similar places, like, you know, Yao was, you know, I don't know if he's on the switchboard or was trying to. He did message me about when to call in, so if he's if he's about to or if he's listening, I hope you hope you press one, Yao. But, like, Yao, man, you know, can articulate where he's at, you know, can communicate, and he's not originally from our country or this country. And, you know, there's been other interesting people from other countries originally born in other places and became citizens that just can communicate and just so there's part of it's a language barrier but then just the confidence and he's just he's all over the place when he talks it's like non-sequitur sure. cowboy yeah cowboy is extremely articulate yeah That's he's a little good bit example. all over the um, place but he can at least talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> I adore him, um, but you know you have to have that ability to to plead your case in front of everyone, and I think that's where Ty just doesn't have the confidence within himself to stand up and plead his case. And to me, that breaks my heart because I think he has played a much better game this season. And one of the things he's done that I really, really respect him for so, so much is that he he found the two idols, and he's done the one thing that I appreciate so much when people get idols. He's kept his mouth shut and hasn't told anyone. And to have two idols... And not say a word. To me, that rocks. I mean, that's awesome. And I know it's hard for him. But I think it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for him. But I think from the the next time on Survivor, I think that could be Ty's undoing because I think he's getting so frantic and anxious. I think he's trying to make it. He's about to make a move, and I think it's going to burn him, which is so. Unfortunately, the promo's right that, that he could get played by these other players, and he's done such a good job so far not telling anybody. I haven't seen the promos, so now I'm afraid to see them. <laughs> oh, just the next time on Survivor, pretty much, you know, Ty's talking to Brad and Troy Zan, you know, because it's three men versus three women, and I think they might be trying to unite their idols, and it just seemed like... There was Brad was Brad made a comment that he would vote out Ty if he had to, and I was just like, no, he's he, he, if he tells him he's gonna get screwed over. I was just like, I can't believe it. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe he's done such a good job with not doing anything, and then to have that happen. So we'll see what we'll see what wow. happens. So we get the the rat tribal. Brad Brad wins a challenge. They go to, then they're you know strategizing beforehand, and that that's pretty crazy. They're just talking about all these different scenarios and what's going on and who's talking to who. And Sari, you know, Sari's going around to Sarah, and everyone's going around to everybody. And you know, Sari's like, you know, I can give it back to you. She's so comfortable. And he, I think she wouldn't listen about Ty. I think she wanted to nullify 
Nullify, nullify her so they could all target Ty. Sarah wouldn't believe that Ty was voting for her. So Sarah said, you know, I know I'm right about this. Ty wouldn't write my name down. I'm sure I'm right about this. So here, I'm going to give you my advantage to hold on to just to prove to you that I'm right. And once Siri got it, she was like, I got it. I'm going to use it. And I think Siri read it, part of it, but she didn't read all of it. And one of the reasons I I think she didn't think about it being non-transferable is because Always in the past, when people have had idols, you've been able to give an idol to anybody. Things have always been transferable on Survivor. Mm -hmm. You could always pass your idol to another player to save them. You know, things have always been transferable. They've never had something that was Mm non-transferable. So I don't think she read all the way down to see that fine print that said it was non-transferable. And why make and, it non-transferable? I don't know why. That'd be a better twist if you could give it away and then somebody screw you over with it. I think that's better twist. So why would I don't know why the producers would do that. It just seems like an interesting, just an interesting thing to do. But see, they got their they got their money's worth. Yeah, out they of got it being non-transferable. Back in the, yeah, make it transferable. Or if the if the transferable parts. At the very bottom, give it away and see if somebody messes it up again. Like, well, this one doesn't say it's not transferable, but you could be like, you could have the non-transferable part in your pocket and be like, hey, jackass, I tore this part off to see if you'd screw me over, and you just did, so now we're all going to vote you out. (laughs) So, but as long as the non-transferable is in the middle, you can't really do my idea, but you got to tear off more of the thing. But you see me, Sherry, I'm always thinking of the weird angles and how to – that's why That's why when you have rules, you have to figure out how to bend and twist the rules and still be okay. <laughs> that's right. They certainly got their money's worth out of making it non-transferable, though. I mean, yeah. that tribal council was wild. Yeah, so much whispering, and we'll get to this now. That We're back to this point. I could not believe they're all whispering in each other's faces, and it gets down to, was it what, Sarah, Sri, and Michaela, I believe, or maybe Aubrey, and then Troy, Zan, and Brad are over there, and they're like, get out of my face. And I'm like, you're making this arrangement at Tribal Council, so you have no reason to tell anybody else to get out of your face. They're all, this isn't, going away, talking to each other on the beach. You're doing, you're de- wheeling and dealing at tribal council, so I don't even think they should be allowed to do that whispering stuff. I think everyone should have to say what they're saying to each other. I don't know, or maybe pass a note, but I, I don't like this whole whispering deal. Like, we can't catch all of what they're saying. 
I have a question for you. Before they got to tribal council, what did you think about Suri's performance talking to Ty? I thought that was pretty pretty amazing. I couldn't believe she you know, she's trying it. She'll she'll try anything, and I think she that was her ultimate goal. I'm just kind of curious. When everything backfired, I'm kind of curious why they did what they did because Suri went for Aubrey. And Michaela and Aubrey voted for Ty, and then Brad and Troy Zan, and then Sarah's two votes went for Michaela. So, you know, Sri wasn't really in on this, so I'm kind of curious what the fallout is after this. You know, I'm, I'm pretty surprised in general. You know, the, I the think it was twofold. Was, yeah. I think when when Sri tried to use the the advantage, she said, Sarah, I'm – only trying to save you. If you don't believe me, ask Michaela. Yeah. That sort of threw Michaela under the bus. Yeah. And they also knew that Michaela can win challenges and Sari can't. So cutting Michaela out, Michaela was Sari's right-hand girl. Yeah. So cutting Michaela out was was almost worse than cutting Suri out. It was like cutting, you know, Suri's right hand off. Yeah. So then there's the levels of do we take out Michaela who's an immunity threat or do we she's our ally and do we use her to win immunity so Brad and Troy Zandel win immunity. So now she's not there. I think that lessens Aubrey's and Ceri's chances and Sarah, because people were saying that Sarah, that was what I caught on Andrea's podcast, you know, you know, Sarah's not exactly the best in challenges. So now they're putting themselves in the position where the three guys are no slouches in challenges either. You know, Ty's great at, pretty good at puzzles. He's good at balance. He's good at swimming. And Troy Zan and Brad are too. So I understand and I see the value in going for Michaela because she's good at challenges, but sometimes, like in last season, you need people to do your fight battle and your hard stuff, heavy lifting for you. And I think they took away the chance for that to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, Michaela could have gone on one of her streaks and won individual immunity, you know, a number of times in a row. Yeah. And she could have been, in, you know, in the finals. That's perfectly possible, yeah. So, um, she wasn't my favorite to win. I thought she'd played better, but I'm glad. I'm okay that she's out. And this final six, um, I think Sarah's played a hell of a game, but she's probably the person I want to see win least. Then for me, it's then probably Brad. Then um, Ty is a great guy, but Ty's just kind of down on for me. Um, Troy Zan, just from watching him play in our game we do in Maine, he'd be my third favorite. Um, Aubrey, I think still, from what we saw in the episode, should have won Co-Rong. But overall, Suri... Just her transformation and this entire her journey to where she is, and I've gone through my own transformation, and I was inspired by Suri. If she survives this gaff last night's episode, 
And uh, she gets to the end. I think she should win, and I'd be really happy if she did. I think Suri is one of those players that should be a winner by now. So that's my inverse power ranking going into the final. Where is your head at with what's left on the show? Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh, this is hard. <laughs> um, I do like Sarah in a way. I think some of the ways she's made some of her moves hasn't been all that graceful, but mm-hmm. I guess because I'm – I don't know how to put this. I'm pro-blue in really appreciating what our officers have to do on a daily basis for us these days. Um, sort of appreciate what she does for her day job. So I wouldn't mind seeing her win. Um, Troy Zan, I think... I just like the guy. I mean, he's just a fun guy. He never rubs me the wrong way. You know, he had that one moment on his first time out. And after that, he he's never done anything that's really rubbed me the wrong way. He's just a fun guy. Whole and he's done really this. well this year. Yeah. Pardon me? The whole, this is my island. That's your only part you yeah. don't like? Yeah. That's the only thing that he's really ever done that I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? (laughs) Um, But, and Suri, I think, you know, I think she plays a great game. I just don't know. I love her to death, and I love her journey, and I, but I just don't know if the winner of Survivor can be somebody that can't do the challenges. Sandra Diaz know. won. Yeah, I think that's, she started the that's challenges a good example. Sandra too, so that's a great she's example. Same, yeah, she's she's there for me. That's why I'm I would be okay because there's been some people that are amazing at challenges like Ozzy, but he couldn't really talk about that in his first season when you'll beat him. So. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of elements in the show, so I think it's just kind of individual perspectives on what you what people value more than others. I I think it has to be. A little bit of a total package. Mm-hmm. But obviously not because. Like you just said, Sandra Diaz Twine has won twice, and she was never good at challenges. Um, I dropped the mic on the mic on mic on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there's nobody there that I really dislike. Yeah, I'm not going to be upset. I'm cool with any of them pulling through. So yeah. I just think it's going to be a hell of a ride finding out, you know, seeing how this all plays out because we have one advantage and three idols still out there 
with only six people left. Yep. That's a whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> um, I know pretty interesting. Next Thursday I'll be in the middle of Colorado during the show taping, so I need to see who will possibly be a guest, but I will be I will be traveling from Thursday through Sunday in some kind of remote parts of the, the country, so I'm not even sure what kind of cell coverage there will be or if any flights get delayed. So we might have to talk offline about, you know, what's the finale, you know, when the final uh, mic on the mic for Game Changers would be in. I'll still be working on getting a guest, and we may still be, you know, good to go out there, but I just letting you know it, I'm seeing what I can do, but it's going to be a bit tricky, I think, the final episode. So. Okay. Um, so for right now, we're still going to plan on trying to do it on Thursday, but it's subject to change. Yeah, for sure. I'll be uh, I'll be in Colorado, so that'll put me in. Is that Mountain Standard Time? So when it's six Eastern, that means it'll be four o'clock. I have to check. I have to check some stats and see where we are and what I've got going on that particular day, I might still be on a plane. So I need to make sure I'm not still on a plane when, uh, when the show would yeah, be out. Yeah, that would check. Yeah, that would make it really helpful because I know there won't be – the coverage is really bad on airplanes. You can't really uh, – Yeah, I don't think they're going to let you do that, Mike. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm doing my podcast. They'll be like, get off the plane. <laughs> Especially if it's United, I'll be in all kinds of trouble. I'll be hearing you carried off by federal – Federal agents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. So, sorry we didn't have our guests. I don't know if there was a communication issue or just decided not to come in, but uh, I'll keep the invitation open to Mr. Chan if he ever is available again. But great episode, great season, and really looking forward to hanging out with all these people again. And after seeing seven or eight of them, at the last finale, it'd be great to see the rest of them and get some skinny pics with some people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, you need to get some new pics with Probst and um, all the Burnett and all the uh, the people from the show too that you know you haven't gotten updated pics with since you've gotten so darn skinny. Yeah, I might need to sneak back into the green room. We'll see. Who knows? There you go. (laughs) Let's give a shout-out to Jason, who does our posters, too. Um, He always does such great work for us, and uh, I really appreciate everything he does for us. So to JTV, thank you so much. I'll echo that. He's doing an amazing job. He's awesome. He really helps me in both shows and everything I do with the show. So I don't know what I'd do without him. 
I would like to echo what you said, and I like the the intro said that it was the mic one. So I like I don't mind the big mic as much anymore, but it was neat to hear the mic parts. So that was that was cool. So yeah. Well, I can't wait to find out how things go for you at the finale. I certainly hope that you both get in. I wish you both safe travels and just a whole lot of fun. Take as many pictures as you can. Oh, I will. And think of me while you're out there. I wish I could be there. We will do that for sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up for tonight. And can't wait for next week to find out how the finale goes. And we'll know who the winner is of Survivor 34. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) Should be good. It's going to be a fun finale. I can guarantee that. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to close tonight with Ron, as we always do. I want to remind everybody to be with us on Monday for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central for Manic Mondays. And then back here again next week for Thursday for for Mike and the Mike to a Survivor recap. But that is subject to change, as you just heard. I will post on Twitter and Facebook if the show does change to a new time. So keep your eyes open for any notices that uh, I might put out regarding a time change for Mike and the Mike. And if we don't change the show, I'll be noticing, putting a notice out on who will be our guest and we'll have it at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, and we'll hear about all the fun Mike and Isabel had at the Survivor finale. So next week will be a big show, whether we have it on Thursday or another specified time. It's going to be fun because Mike always sees everybody out there. He knows everybody and has great stories to tell when he gets back from finale. So I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah, it should be good. I'm certainly, I'm certain it will be. All right, Mike, well, I look forward to it. You travel safe, babe. Take care, and I hope you and Isabel have a great time. Thank you so much, Sherry. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Everybody take care and have a great weekend. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys and thank you all for coming in.
bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one it's always a great show with Mike and the Mike Mike say good night good night everybody good night and God bless that's it for tonight Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 